0: We are continuing our series entitled Meet Me on the Mountain, and um, actually concluding it today, and we've been looking at mountaintop experiences in the Bible, and in the Bible a mountaintop encounter with God usually ends up being a transformative moment, it leads to a deeper worship experience. And mountains are a great metaphor for when we have transformative moments with God that deepen our worship of Him. And so we want to go back to the upper room this morning for an unforgettable encounter with Jesus. We've asked uh, Dick Johnston to read the scripture for the morning, so Dick, if you can make your way up to the podium. And as he does, I'm going to ask if you are able to please stand and face the uh, center of the room. And we read from the center of the room as a reminder to us where scripture is to be in our lives, both as individuals and as a community of faith, it is to be central to our lives. And so, Dick, whenever you are ready,
1: please read from Luke chapter 22. Then came the day of unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John saying, go and make preparations for us to eat the Passover. Where do you want us to prepare for it, they asked. He replied, as you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters, and say to the owner of the house, the teacher asks, where is the guest room where I might eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, all furnished. Make preparations there. They left and found things just as Jesus had told them, so they prepared the Passover. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table, and he said to them, In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Dick, thank you very much. You may be seated.
0: This morning, we are going to celebrate the sacrament of communion. And we celebrate uh, sacraments for the same reasons that we listen to and hear the Word of God. It encourages our faith, it builds our faith, it strengthens our faith, it brings us closer to God, it challenges us to live out our faith and the Word of God uses words to do those things but sacraments they use pictures, they use experiences to accomplish that and Jesus gave us both baptism and communion and it's an opportunity to encounter Jesus. And so we want to revisit and relive the Last Supper. In the passage that Dick read, Jesus tells his disciples, go and make preparations for us to eat the Passover. And then they in turn ask, well, where do you want us to prepare for it? And if we're going to have an encounter with Jesus this morning, we need to be prepared. Jesus told them to prepare a room. And likewise, we need to make room in our lives to encounter Jesus. Are we prepared to have an encounter with him this morning? Isaiah chapter 40 says, A voice of one calling. In the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. And if you were here last week, we um, encouraged you to use this past week as a time to examine your lives, to prepare your hearts for this moment this morning. And whether you did that or not, I think a great question is, well, how do we prepare right now? And I would say by the fact that you are here, by being here, you've already made the time. You've carved out time to be here this morning to meet with Jesus. And since you're here, I would just encourage you to focus on the moment. This next half hour or so of time that we are going to spend. Focus upon Jesus being here with us. Because I'm sure that many of you probably have a lot of things on your mind. There's a lot of things going on out there in your life that it's hard not to stop thinking about, not being consumed by. But again, I just want to encourage you for the remainder of our time here, leave those things out there. And don't worry. They will be waiting for you when you leave. Okay? So there's no pressure. Just for the next few moments, leave them out there. They'll be waiting. But Jesus has something to say to you this morning. Are we ready to hear it? Are you ready to hear it? Jesus also told his disciples that he will show you a large room upstairs, all furnished. Make preparations there. A room upstairs. Now, I don't know if you could tell uh, from the video that we just played. Um, but coming from the Mount of Olives to Jerusalem, you have to go down into a valley and then you walk uphill back to get back into Old Jerusalem. And when we were there back in September, um, we walked downhill. We walked from the spot where we made that video to down to Gethsemane. But even that walk downhill, it was a solid 30-minute walk going downhill. And again, Jesus and his disciples, if they were going up that hill, again, it's uphill the whole way. And it would have had to take, I don't know, at least 45 minutes going uphill. If it took us 30 minutes going downhill, I guess if they really hustled, they could have done it in less time. But they went uphill for, again, 30 to 45 minutes. And then when they got to the top, Jesus says, well, then go upstairs. We're going to go to an upper room. Throughout the Mountain Series that we've been doing, God has been calling people upward to meet with him. Go up to worship God. We see that time and time and time again. And it kind of reminds me, you know, of of the stories our parents, and I don't care how old you are, all parents tell these stories. Um, It's the stories our parents tell us about how tough they had it when they were kids. You know these stories? Okay, they got up at 5 a.m., to go to school after they did their chores, right? And they had to walk to school barefoot in the snow, fighting off lions and tigers and bears the whole way. And which direction did they have to go? Uphill the whole way. Apparently, every school built in our parents' era was built on the top of the highest hill in town. I don't know how that works. But going uphill, it's hard. It can be a struggle. And I think that's a great reminder for when God calls people to come up the mountain to worship him that yes it's going to be hard it's going to be a struggle and guess what so is following God sometimes Romans 12 says therefore I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice Holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Now, some of you have noticed something this morning. You've noticed we've got a bunch of tables up here. And you've heard us say we're going to celebrate communion. And you are putting two and two together. And you're like, uh oh, do we have to go up there? Now, if you're like me, if I was sitting where you're sitting, I'd be like, well, yeah, I want to encounter Jesus this morning from my chair. I want to stay right here and encounter Jesus. And coming up on this stage, it may not necessarily be physically hard, although for some of you it might be. But it takes us out of our comfort zone to come up here. Well, when the scripture says to offer our bodies and be a living sacrifice, following Jesus, worshiping Jesus, those are uphill experiences. Following and and worshiping Jesus takes us out of our comfort zone. Worship is not a comfort experience. Whether it's with our mouths or with our bodies or with our lives, Worship is an experience that challenges us and changes us. And if it doesn't, we're doing it wrong. Jesus also said, do this in remembrance of me. And he reminds them that there is a kingdom of God, a kingdom, by the way, that cannot be stopped. And we remember that Jesus gave up his body and poured out his blood because when we are discouraged, remembering what Jesus did can be encouraging. Because we are reminded that Christ is for us and not against us. And for moments when we do not want to live out our faith, where it just gets too hard, remembering what Jesus did can be inspirational. Because what Jesus did for us inspires us to pursue the kingdom even when it's hard. Remembering matters. There's a story in Joshua chapter 4 after they uh, are crossing the Jordan River Says, so Joshua called together the twelve men he had appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe, and he said to them, Go over before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan, Jordan River. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites, to serve as a sign among you. And in the future, when your children ask you, What do these stones mean? tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. And when it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. And these stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. So when the Israelites crossed the Jordan River, God had them raise standing stones so that they would remember. Remember what he did for them. And at TFRC, we've kind of taken the lead from that passage, and we've raised standing stones on our campus. Don't know if you knew that, but we have standing stones in the fountain. Uh, we have a standing stone in front of the octagon here. If you go down the path towards this rose garden down here, there's another standing stone. Uh, in front of the gym, you will see three standing stones. And if you want to know what they mean, you're gonna to have to go to our website, check it out on tfrc.org to find out what they mean because we don't put signs up there to tell you. Somebody has to tell you the story behind the stones. That's what standing stones are for. And for this mountaintop series, we wanted to create another standing stone. Now this one is different because it's not an actual stone. We didn't raise a stone for this series. We decided to raise a mountain. Since it's a mountaintop series, we wanted to raise a mountain to conclude it. A Calvary mountain. Maybe you noticed it on your way in. It's in the southwest corner of our parking lot, that way, Um, south of the fire lane. You can see it from the octagon if you're in the right spot. Again, many of you maybe noticed it. But we wanted to create a space that would remind all of us of the heart of our faith, Whether it's when you're driving by on the 93, or when you're on campus, we want to remind ourselves all the time. And so you're welcome to go outside at the conclusion of the service and take a look. And we did create a a ramp kind of slope on the very back of it, so you can climb up it, um, but don't do that today. Uh, It's pretty muddy, it's dangerously muddy, so go out there, take a look at it, but don't climb on it today. But in the future, we're going to want you to do that. And you may wonder about the capital T shaped crosses, and maybe even the height of the crosses. And according to the best current scholarship, that, those crosses are most likely what Roman crosses look like in the first century. And there's nothing wrong with the traditional crosses, those are all great, but we just, for this mountain, we wanted to be as authentic as the original as possible. But we want to remember what Jesus did, because remembering is encouraging and inspiring. And by the way, remember that Jesus took a bunch of nobodies and used them to change the world. And they did so much so that 2,000 years later, we are still raising crosses because of their message to us. And so remember that the next time you wonder if God has a plan for you. Today could be the beginning of a new chapter for your faith in Jesus. And so as you come up to encounter him this morning, I want you to ask, what is it that you need from this encounter? The good news is is that Jesus is prepared to meet with you. But I want us to think back on the other five mountaintop experiences and just ask ourselves, what is it that you and I might need from the encounter this morning? Maybe you need to go back to Mount Carmel where the theme was commitment and ask yourself, what area of your life are you compromising that you need to commit to God? Or maybe you need to go back to Mount Moriah where the theme was God's radical love and ask yourself, where do you need to experience God's love and mercy? Or maybe you need to go back to Mount Nebo where the theme was perspective and ask yourself, what area of your life, Do you need God to give you some perspective? Or maybe you need to go back to Mount Gerizim where the theme was priorities and ask what in your life needs to become more of a priority or less of a priority? Or go back to Mount Sinai where the theme was God's power and where do you need to see God's power in your life? What do you need from this encounter this morning? The good news is, is that Jesus is prepared to meet with you.